Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome aboard the Wasting Time podcast. This is Captain Darren Michelangelo-Smith speaking. This is episode 17 of our flight. Uh, the flight time today is approximately 28 hours. And uh, the time, local time is 7.30. The weather is um, grey and cold. Destination is Stratford, where nothing has happened since the Olympics. The temperature is minus 10 degrees and it's fucking miserable. James and Chris are your stewardesses for this evening, and if you need anything at all, please give them a call. We wish you a pleasant flight and we hope you enjoy your stay. Thanks, Darren. That was a marvellous introduction there this time. <laughs> Who's on the table? Hi, I'm Chris. Hello, I'm Darren. I'm James, and we are super, super lucky and um, thrilled to have Dylan from Spanish Love Songs here. How's it going, man? What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I did not do the full. I didn't do it. I thought about it. You tried. You it. tried. No, I, I mean, can't. You have to let these things out if they're going to come out. Quoting a hit movie from 2004 would be a great way to start this off. Oh man, but that like whole Budweiser thing was just oh shit. that's what it was a Budweiser thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was for years. It was like '98 or something, I think. Yeah, God, like it was kind of Friends era. Was it the frogs? Yeah, but before the frogs, it was just a bunch of dudes like laying on their sofas in their apartments, and one of them rings another one, and he goes, "What's up?" And then it like they all ring each other, say "What's up?" And then I'm a bad American beer drinker. Yeah, I should remember these. This is this is my childhood. Yeah, that's true. It's a shitty beer, though. So it's fair. Yeah. Somebody was telling me. Sorry, this was a get off topic right away. <laughs> Somebody I was just with was telling yeah. me that they go to a pub that serves it, and they like they like it. Really? They get they get what? Bud Light. Bud Light here. Yeah, yeah they've just yeah. launched it. It's disgusting. And like the crazy, like Paps, which is kind of like piss I heard water, it's like two dollars more. Here. It's like it's like a craft yeah. beer here. Like yeah. the police sent is like, oh, we've got we've got the Paps shittiest brew. beer on earth. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't drink Paps anymore. Ooh. It's bad. It gives me the runs. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I still like the taste of it, but uh, I'm sure if it gave me the runs, I wouldn't want it either. It's, ca- it's Carling, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like America's like, Carling. Yeah. I think that's just my neighbours. <laughs> oh, about that. They, they come in here for <laughs> <in> your apartment. <laughs> They're already over this. Um, uh, yeah, thanks so much for being here, Dylan. Because you're telling us you're going on, what, 28 hours of no sleep. I have not that's... slept in 28 hours, and I have had at least six beers in the last two. You look fantastic. I fell asleep. <laughs> I almost fell asleep on the on the ride over here. It was, it was bad. Uh, I also, stop. like, was drunk running to the train, and I... I don't know the tube system. I just knew that I had to head towards Stratford. And it was like, this train terminates at West Ham. And I was like, that's not Stratford. <laughs> I figured out that I was just on the right train, just the wrong one. Yeah. You, right, should, you should probably go on a day out to West Ham anyway, though. West Ham or East the soccer Ham. team. Yeah. For, sorry, football team. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. like M- Morrissey. I think if you Morris were- is like, well, Morrissey's not from West Ham. No. Uh, what's, what else is in West Ham? Yeah. 
a lot of halal butchers. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. I saw, I don't know, Stratford has a Westfield mall. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. That made me feel at home. And I almost walked, I walked into it. I'm a, I, I like crossed the street and I was like, oh, there's not a sidewalk over there. But then I was like, oh, there's a subway inside of a Westfield. I feel at home right now. And I just wanted to go take a nap in there. This is like one of the weirdest places in London where it's like, obviously they had the Olympics here and there was nothing yeah. here before and they remade the whole thing for the Olympics and then just the Olympics finished and no for one the had last Olympics? yeah 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 no, the London, no, no, this was oh, yeah, the London one. yeah sorry yeah, that's, sorry, that's the last one that were in yeah, London yeah, yeah we yeah. haven't had this so this just Olympics. wasn't here <laughs> this just wasn't here yeah, was, no it was no. here but it was a sh- total shit out yeah. it was all industrial Oh. Basically, they built a load of hotels for tourists and Olympians. I and walked went, by a bar called Moxie. It looked yeah, like, how weird is that place? Yeah, it, it looked bizarre. very posh, and they were questioning women as they walked in to, like, I don't know, make sure that they were cool enough. <laughs> it was so weird. weird. I walked by and I was like, I should try to go in there after this. Yeah, I've looked at that place before. It looks kind of like a combination between like an airport waiting lounge, like a cinema, like uh, the, the the foyer where you walk in and just kind of some kind of grimy place. They had like popcorn stands and it's stuff. Weird in though, it's weird though, because it has like, uh, like bright pink, what's the, like Lisa Frank font. Yeah. For the, yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's bizarre. Probably has like 17 pound cocktails. I don't think Stratford is known for its like best bars and, and places no. in the well, I mean, It's a cool place to live, but. I'm Maiden got started. You can keep telling yourself that. <laughs> you don't have a lot of I'm Maiden got started over there, I think. Well, did? I'm Maiden. Their first gig was yeah. around here somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I love this. He's just a <laughs> local, like, this is the cool music that Yeah, so Darren's yeah, right? day job is he just, like, sits on top of a double-decker bus no, and just I, shouts out, like... I just talk, like, sit on a bus and talk to people. Like, <laughs> um, this is where Iron Maiden played their first show. They, they promote that as well. That's why I know. There's a banner. <laughs> so we, we've had, like, uh, a few months off. We haven't actually got together since April, right? That's right, yeah. Last show was Ollie. Ollie, sweet jugs. That was fun. That was a good laugh, yeah. Oh, jugs? You know jugs. Oh, you know him? I know jugs. The last time I saw jugs, I forgot his name was jugs, and I said, hey, your name's Tits, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he appreciated that. <laughs> Where was that? In Fest? At Fest there was something. a Fest yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Great Cynics was playing. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. hey, isn't your name Tits? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you've so you've literally just rocked in. For, so you flew from home to Amsterdam. I flew from LA to Amsterdam. Got in at nine a.m. local time. Did you hang out in Amsterdam much? No, I was there for an hour. Oh, I went to the same. You probably could have done it. You could have probably done it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because the airport's like forty minutes from yeah. the city. Yeah, I went in. I had the exact same egg and bacon sandwich I had the last time I was at that airport. I had a Heineken. At 9 a.m., that was pretty cool. Heineken in, in Europe always tastes great. It's like Guinness It's so much Ireland. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's so much better. And then uh, changed changed from sweatpants into jeans in the exact same bathroom I used last time. <laughs> I mean, we were just here in May, so like it wasn't that crazy. But the bathroom floor was gross. I had too many bags. I traveled alone this time because my, my flight was messed up with the rest of the band, but uh, I miss having people that i can leave my shit with yeah yeah like hey i'm gonna go to the bathroom watch all my four bags so i like walked into the bathroom with all these bags on my arm and i didn't want to put them on the ground <laughs> but i also had to change pants and go to the bathroom it was it was bad that's the thing when you're on a, like, a long distance train and someone goes can you watch my stuff and you're like that's Wait, stressful where are you going also they tell, <laughs> they tell you not to do that now they're like if somebody leaves their bag with you 
don't take yeah. it. No. Well, I was a, on a train from Watford to work in the morning. It was first thing in the morning. And I got on and there were these two seats next to each other. One had a woman with a baby in her arms and she'd put like the, the pram in kind of like the standing area a little bit, like a little bit further away. And then I sat down next to her. The train was fairly quiet, always is at my station. Next stop uh, at Harrow Wilston, loads of fucking people get on, like it's absolutely packed. Mm. So she's there with the baby and she's like, she, a couple of times she gets up to go get something out of the pram. Mm. It's like sort of has to kind of waddle through people while the train's moving. Like she's got the baby in her arms, it's a bit awkward. She like gives up, sits down. She looks at me and goes, would you mind holding my baby while I go and get some <laughs> stuff out of the pram? And nope. I'm like, do you know, I'm a, I'm a father, but like, I don't want to hold someone else's newborn baby. She just kind of thrust this like podgy little child into my arms I was like Jesus Christ everyone else on the train is like looking at me like I can't believe you're doing this I can't believe you're holding this random woman's baby he's just looking up to me like are you my father (laughs) you should have Lion King'd it (laughs) (laughs) that would be be so good people at Watford would love that they would have yeah Fuck it. Yeah. Don't tell. Don't make me hold your baby. <laughs> She's going, I don't like no. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want that. Pre- that's a lot of burden to put on somebody. What if the train lurches unexpectedly and you drop the kid? Well, that's mm-hmm. her bad. Like, that's her. That's not I her. guarantee I didn't, she, you, would, you, she, would, she would feel I'm otherwise. not qualified yeah. for this. Huh? You could have been, I wasn't qualified for this. <laughs> <laughs> what if it throws up on you? I've dealt with that before. I know, but. I've, I've it's different. Own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone else's baby. I'm, hor- I'm mortified by this. Yeah, I weird wish, story. I wish everybody could see my face. I've got very similar, but it's kind of dark, so I don't want to. No, go on. So my, my buddy. Um, I don't want to know where he's <laughs> yeah, He was. Uh, he picked me up from the the station back in Cambridge. I went to visit him because, and he was going through a bit of a bad sort of divorce thing. And his two kids. Who were, hasn't been there? Yeah. Mm. And he, uh, he had his two kids. One was like a toddler, and one was like literally in the like in a pram, couldn't speak. And uh, he's like, I've just got to go on the phone call to like the like the therapy lady. Like that's how they do it. So I have like a half an hour slot. Is it is it cool if you just like look after him for a sec? I was like, yeah, okay. So we went to a park, and he drives off. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then he's like, more than half an hour, and he's like, I need a wee, Darren. He's like, just do your shit. I shouldn't have said the name. Can you beat yeah, that? Out? Oh, it's fine. I can believe that. Um. And I was like, oh no, this is my life now. <laughs> oh shit! But he came back. He's like, there's no oh, signal. That so. was. But I was for, ask, did he for, come back for a minute? My leg was going. I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I leave them here? Like, <laughs> oh god, that's a nightmare. Yeah, that was a bit. Can I just say that when you guys say pram, all I can think of is Monty Python, <laughs> 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 because we call them strollers. Uh, okay, it's not I think I think people might start saying that now. Stro- no strollers strollers but in money mm. in holy grail it's like i like to push the pram a lot <laughs> so good sorry well on the that's on, all i'm thinking about this entire conversation now. on the subject of like colloquialisms uh this week the kind of seems to be the but well, we seem to revisit blink 182 on a regular basis on this oh. on this podcast have you heard like of these the, guys the, 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 <laughs> yeah the, i'm from southern california i've never heard of this <laughs> the story this week was that uh, some radio. Who was it in the US? No, some James radio, Corden. James said Corden. It. No, no, no. He didn't start it. Oh, some wow. other rando was like. Well, I said that Brits called them Blink One. Nobody, nobody cares yeah. about that guy. James Corden said it, and I don't. Know, we James don't care about James Corden either. Good, no, good, good. We were hoping that you would just keep him, and we don't have to have him back. I mean, we have. He's making. I mean, lots of money. yeah, that's kind of happened. Thankfully. Okay, so you guys say one eight two. Blink one. I've always said one eighty two because that's yeah, what it says. Yeah, because you're a like, normal human being. Thank you. Yeah, but it's just 
It was so blown out. It was so blown out of proportion. It was absolutely fucking ridiculous. But it's funny when I was younger. I say when I was younger. St- still now a little bit. But as a fanboy of that band, I like. And people say Blink One Eight Two. I do think. Well, you that's still, not how you, you say still it. do it now, and you're like forty six. Now my mind is kind of blown though that anybody would ever say One Eight Two, but it kind of makes sense. But did Tom DeLong bring it up? Cause yeah, he said. <laughs> I think he said. I'm still relevant. He's been pronouncing the hyphen the whole time. Was is that he his a- bit? <laughs> Is he okay? Somebody, <laughs> no, he's fine. Well, yeah, he's, he's fine. An alien. Is he like? No, no. I thought he was in like. Did he go? He's in like loads of debt. He's super bankrupt, right? The alien finding company is is in debt, but he's still finding aliens. Oh, he's good. He's, he's good. Okay, good. The the, the uh, Department of Defense sought him out personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys listened to the Joe Rogan podcast? No. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> listen to it. It's so great because like. He look. He looks whatever, like he's on coke during that I mean, interview. Probably is. <laughs> Uh, but like whatever you think about Joe Rogan, you know, he has his moments, but it's so funny to listen to him be absolutely he just confounded him, yeah. by Tom DeLonge well, talking I, about I, aliens. I, 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 I saw a clip of him with some other, some British guy, I don't know who he was, but he, he, the, the guest said, oh yeah, like that guy. Matthew DeLong or those, and then Rogan's all like oh Tom DeLong Jesus that fucking crackpot when he was on yeah. there and he really laid into him that was quite we listened we had a drive from uh, Gainesville back to Tampa after fest last year and it's like a two hour drive yeah. and it was we had an early flight because we're dumb and so we had to leave at like 5.30am and I was driving and I was like put on the Tom DeLong Rogan podcast <laughs> and all six of us were wide awake the entire drive <laughs> Just being like, what the fuck is happening? This guy, the guy who wrote fucking all these great songs, yeah, is now just like. I mean, I guess he told us that alien, like he wrote the song yeah. "Aliens Exist." Yeah. He's been telling us. Should have seen it coming. For he should have seen it coming. The yeah. bit, the bit where he explains, he's like on a camping trip. And he just explains camping and like kind of waking up <laughs> and going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I heard people talking, and but then. I fell back asleep, and then when I woke up, they were gone. <laughs> Does that just mean people <laughs> were just walking past your bed? Yeah, it's yeah. funny, man. Joe Rogan's just, Joe, yeah, I, listen to Joe, I like Rogan, and he's just like, I just let him talk. There's nothing I could have said. Here's the real <laughs> problem, though. Do we really want the first band that aliens listen to to be Angels and Airwaves? Well, it'll be you too. It'll be you too, won't it? Because it like, sets the bar low. <laughs> like Everything else they hear after that is just going to be incredible, right? I'm going to listen to Angels and Airwaves later to make sure that my opinion is, has stood. Uh, <clears throat> what else has been going on? Um, yeah, we're just yeah. wondering. So, yeah, we are wondering. Uh, so my, my main thing this week, uh, a pal of mine is over from um, New Zealand visiting and, and he texted me a couple of weeks ago. I said, did I want to go see Hot Water Music? Huh. Like the next night, like I'm going to pick up tickets. The tickets on sale, they're playing Caution in full. Cool. Uh, the electric boring. It was it was a year away. The twenty fifth anniversary. The, yeah, yeah. They they announced the tour for a whole year later, like beyond a year later. It goes into like twenty twenty almost. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, who needs to announce? Like, I mean, I don't think even like Beyonce announced. We were tour secretly trying. Not secretly, we were trying to get on some of those shows. But when I found out they were in twenty twenty, I was like, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are we even going to be Will doing we this? Will we be a band in 2020? <laughs> uh, 
yeah i i mean, I mean that's ridiculous. what's your, how, how what's your take gonna... on it you're you're not okay with them announcing d- d- not really like a I year mean, and a half in i advance. have no idea what i'm doing six months time let alone a whole year's time i don't know book. if i've ever booked tickets or anything that far in advance yeah that's like i might have bought tickets to the dark knight rises a year in advance <laughs> <laughs> maybe was it worth it <laughs> no no <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine movie how far have you do you normally book your tours Book our tours? Yeah. Uh, it depends. Um, if we're being professionals, like six months, uh, we should, like, we're, we've booked a year, <laughs> spoiler alert, we've booked a European <laughs> tour that is slowly being announced. We booked that, like, it's like nine months in advance. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow, eight okay. months, seven months. That's pretty organized. Uh, this one has been booked since... We did this one like almost five in advance, four in advance. That okay, that's now. normal. Um, I feel like the bigger you get, the more in advance your tours get booked. Yeah, uh, we're at a weird level where, like, if it's our tours, we try to book them in advance. We're also trying to pick up support tours, like <laughs> the week of. Yeah. Like, hey, do you guys yeah. need somebody? Because we're here. Uh, so it's scary though, because yeah, we have so many friends who are like, yeah, we're booked up through all of 2019. And I'm like, cool, we have one tour booked. So yeah. we'll see. But that must be kind of, it's quite a change for you guys from like just playing show to show and doing small say, tours. Not like touring a, at all. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a big difference. Um, How do you manage it? Or do you do it yourselves or do you have someone else? We there? have a booking agent. Right. Yeah. I came up in a DIY world, but I'm looking for somebody to do it for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm a sellout that way. Like, I don't care. Uh, booking tours sucks. You know, like I'm I'm lazy. Like if somebody wanted to come run my social media, fuck it, bring it in. Like let's do it. Like I hate. It's funny because when we tour in the states, I pretty much act as a de facto tour manager for us, just because um, we don't want to pay anybody yet because we're not making money. Because <laughs> we are who we're now. We're at the level band that we are. But when we come to Europe, we have a really good friend who lives in Belgium who tour manages for us. Uh, Gregory, who we will be interrupting this podcast for shortly when he sure. arrives. But uh, everybody in my band is like, I love touring with you so much more in Europe because you're so much more calm because you're not uh, worrying. Because someone else is taking on the problem. So I just yeah, sit yeah. in the back of the van and listen to music and write. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you're so much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, it would be like that if we had everybody come in and do everything for us. Yeah. I'm like, bring it in. Like, just let me write songs and sing. Like, I don't want to do everything else. That's the goal eventually, um, right? Would you, do you, have, you don't have management or anything We don't like have that. management. But eventually um, one day, we, right? Yeah, I think one day we'll probably have a manager. I don't know. I go back and forth. It's weird. But I, I appreciate what a manager does. I, I feel like we come from a world where people are like, oh, fuck managers. Why are they taking a percentage of your money? All that stuff. But it's like, well, you can keep 100% of X or your manager can take 10% of 2X and yeah. you have the rest. Like, yeah. you know, I'll and, take that deal. And all the problems that you faced, they've gone through before. And yeah, and also like the relationships and all of that. Like, I don't know anybody in the music industry. <laughs> I barely, like, I don't know how we've gotten this far. Yeah. You know? So we're kind of just blindly working our way through it. So it's like, I think yeah, everyone does to an extent. Like we're seeing, we're seeing Dan and everyone from um, Ducking Punches yeah. tomorrow. So we're, we're, we're taking this stuff to your show tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, to, the, to have a chat with. Them. Talk to Dan about that. I think yeah. Dan, Dan books Dan's something himself, at, right? But I think 
are they looking for a booking agent? I think at one point he said they were. Right. Or it might not have been them. It might have been another friend of mine who had previously booked all their own tours and then got a booking agent and was like, this is the greatest thing on earth. And I'm like, yeah, you don't have to do it all. Mm. It's a, it's wonderful. And it's the same thing with, like, you know, Dan's so focused on, like, he creates art, songwriting, yeah. everything else. It's like, you, you shouldn't have to kind of put the time aside to be thinking about things like yeah. tours and, you Why know, where you're going to be staying. Just leave it with it's someone not even, else. It's same with the tours. Like, the tours I understand, but, like, yeah, where you're going to stay. If you're going to get paid the right amount, what is that amount going to be? If you're going to get fed, like, all that stuff is, like fine if you have to deal with it but you only have so much bandwidth in each day mm, to sure. like cover things and i'd rather spend that energy you know debating whether a song's good or not than debating you know where we're gonna sleep in london tonight and you also could write, you could write a song about that eventually i mean i guess it takes <laughs> your mind off the main job as well performing so you're like stressed and then oh i gotta do this now yeah it's mm. great because it's it's really because like you get to my band made it into London. Sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry. How yeah. many hours later? How, like, that was yeah, a- they are only... I'm going to call them out for this That bullshit. was like... <laughs> they got their bags almost four hours ago. It does not take four hours to get from Heathrow into the city. No. <laughs> I know because I did it earlier today. <laughs> Fucking dicks. Uh, yeah, it kind of frees you up to just go do your job, which yeah. is kind of cool because we definitely treat it like a job. Like, you know, we... It's great, and we love it. Like we get in the van, we drive, we unload, we play a show, we load, and we leave. It's like it's sure. it's the weirdest day job on earth. I think Dan will probably say that tomorrow too. Mm. It's like his big talking point. I stole it from him. It's great. <laughs> you can use all of his lines tonight, and then oh, tomorrow I will. Just like I totally will. Excuse Fuck me. you, Dan. I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> Don't worry. <I'll> <laughs> um, no, nah, leave it. Leave it in. Tell him it. Tell, tell tell all of Ducking Punches. <laughs> tell the whole lot. Tell the whole of Especially Ducking Pete. Punches. Nice. Oh, oh, nice. oh, I Do you know Pete. them pretty well, right? I'm so excited. Uh, not a whole bunch. Like Dan, Dan is from the same city I was from. Yeah, okay. So kind of just move the same circles. And then like, Pete's amazing. Like They are all the nicest yeah. people. We did two weeks with them on the West Coast. Oh, really? They just showed up with their luggage and nothing else. <laughs> no instruments? No. Wow. <laughs> Which, like, they made us bring our instruments when on this, this one, and I'm a little disappointed in that. <laughs> uh, it was fall of last year. Okay. Like, they uh, showed up in, like, October. We met them in Seattle. They had yeah. clothes. <laughs> wow. They used our gear. It was great. It was so much fun. We put 11 people in a 15-passenger van that also had gear in it. That must have been interesting. It was really cool when we drove from Portland to Oakland, which is like a, That's a 12, fucking, yeah. 13 hour drive. It's a hell of yeah. a drive. It's not good. And then yeah. uh, I drove most of it because I didn't want to sit in the back because people were <laughs> piled on top of each other. Like Dan fell asleep. Like this was like the th- second day, third day. Dan did not know any of us at all. Yeah. And like midway through, he falls asleep on our merch guy, Clay, who's like the most anti-human touch person i can think of <laughs> and dan's just passed out on top of him and it's it, it's beautiful we got pictures of it it's great we all became very quick friends amazing and then we uh yeah then we all played fast together nice so good. That's, i uh, think that's that's the norwich way people from norwich just get on with it just turn up It'll all yeah when you they just like, didn't give a shit have you seen them since then i haven't wait no. have i no so it's, oh, okay so they're probably excited for this this tour now. it's like uh yeah. reuniting uh 
our lost our lost brothers. Is this your first? Our lost bruvs, as we call them. <laughs> is this your first UK show or UK tour? First UK yeah. tour ever. But you did first time in UK for this First time in the UK for me, period. I've spent two hours in Heathrow before on my way to Rome. And now you're stuck with us, your first evening. It's, it's, well, not, I think it's not like that episode of Friends. I hung out <laughs> with other people first. That's, you want it to be like that episode of Friends where you're like Joey and he's got like I a honestly Jack hat on, go see all the shit. thought about that as I was coming in today. We're staying <laughs> down in central, like we're like down the street from London Bridge. And I'm yeah, like, Borough is pretty central. I can just go do all the tourist stuff in the morning, but I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, first UK tour. We've Good. been asked many times before. Uh, our excuse is always that it's expensive to get a visa and come here. Was oh, that what proper. it is? It is expensive. It's not right. that expensive, but it has been prohibitive in the past. We blamed it on Brexit, even though Brexit hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, I blame everything that's going wrong on Brexit. Yeah, it's all it's, it's Brexit's fault. That's why we're not there. It's Brexit's yeah. fault. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it finally worked out. We could have come in and done it like the you know the illegal way and like come in with no instruments and uh, borrow yeah. people's gear. Uh, but it's tough. I, our buddies, I think it was Timeshares, like oh, yeah, just got yeah. caught doing that, and like they're banned for a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. we don't want to do that. We'd rather, you know. Yeah. So we've just been waiting for the right tour, and this was definitely the right tour. Um, between you know, ducking punches and then uh, amassing, we bless this mess. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Who are also very cool. Yeah, really cool. And uh, I always forget her from Portugal. Yeah, just one guy, right? Yeah, Nelson. I mean, he's doing full band on this tour. Oh, so really? I'm excited because. Full band is always better than no band. Yeah. Well, the, like talking of solo people doing <laughs> full band things. I wanted to have a before you drop that in. Because <laughs> I have a, we'll talk like some shows we've been to. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I had a look through my calendar of what we've been to, like what yeah. I've been to since we last went. I haven't been to any shows. Like I went to that Menzingers uh, all day a thing with, mm. who else was on that? Was that the Lagwagon one? Lagwagon. Yeah. Bad cop, bad cop. Bad cop, bad cop. Oh, that was a fun. It was a good fun package. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah and it, well, it was like arms yeah. bad cop, bad cop are awesome. Yeah, really good. Uh, everyone left after Larry Arms, right? There was a whole. It felt like the place was really busy. And they then, emptied out for the Menzingers. Th- there was like a bunch of people that stayed for the Menzingers, but it wasn't like as packed as I've seen at really? NUB. Yeah, yeah. Are they not as big here as they are? No, they're big. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty big. But I think it's just like yeah. I think Larry like Larry Arms play here so rarely that people okay. jumped on tickets because they they got announced and then I can't imagine like Larry Arms fans just at Larry Arms fans they just mm. turned up for that and then disappeared. They were good and then um and then I went to see uh not Pump Band but Smashing Pumpkins at Wembley Arena and it was hands down one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I can see that he did like they played for three hours. Uh, there was a segment where he came out on stage just drew. and there was a thirty foot. Uh, Arc Deco uh, Hammond organ that went into the sky that he was on top of and he was playing piano and he had a um, a three foot wide Stet- silver Stetson hat on and he was playing to like a big 30 foot version of the Virgin Mary that was obviously supposed to be uh, the the bass player that decided not to join onto the tour. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's proper prog that the bass is. player is Darcy? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've never listened to the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I've, I've heard one song. I good? don't know yeah. if I know three tonight, hours tonight of Pumpkins song. <laughs> yeah, that's a long set. I know the world is a vampire. Yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, they, they, they just played that for three hours. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was amazing. Would not go to that. There's, there's a girl at my secondary school who loved them, and I didn't like her, so I was like, "Why?" Well, well, that's them out. Guilty by association. Who I loved instead of Third Eye Blind. I like Third Eye Blind. Oh, Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
I love Sorry. It. I still I wasn't do that love all... Blind. I was also... When the Smash Bros. were huge, I was like six years old. So. Yeah. Speaking of Fair Eye Blind, I saw that when... I think it was with alreadyheard.com. I think it was you from your band with selected thing, oh, things shit. you play in the van and you, you selected Motorcycle Drive. Black, yeah, the is, self-titled album was one of the greatest albums of all awesome. time. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I play Motorcycle Drive a lot and it shuts everybody up and we all sing along and then we all air When drum. that song drops in. Yeah, when it all hits, it, yeah. it, we all air drum the shit out of it and, and yeah, we sing along and we all feel happy for a moment. Have you seen them before? Uh, I actually never have. I was supposed to go see them on New Year's last year. They played at a tiny venue in Orange County. Oh, yeah. Um, And I wanted to go, and my girlfriend wanted to go, and our keyboardist Meredith wanted to go. And then Meredith's boyfriend, who was from London, did not want to go. Oh, <laughs> fucker. And <laughs> it kind of derailed all the plans, so we just didn't go. Oh, and then man. afterwards, we all kind of looked at each other like, why the hell didn't we go? <laughs> they're a bit and hit, so they're, now we blame. I've seen them a couple of times. They are hit and miss, but when they're on form. When they hit. Because Stephen Jenkins is a character, and sometimes he'll just play the most obscure songs. And... I just, I long to be like him. <laughs> he's, he's a proper rock star, He just doesn't, he, right? Yeah. And we don't have people like that. I want to be so disconnected from life that I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see an That's what people don't understand. Just... Is like we come up in a punk scene, but I would much rather just be just lose your just mind, lose it, <laughs> be gone, like, be gone. and just live in some fucking fancy apartment in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Where like you know somebody buys my eggs for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's their one sole job. Yeah, they just buy eggs. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. And like they come in and like you, you got the wrong ones. Yeah. You're like throwing eggs. Out <laughs> and then by my by our third, you know, I mean our next album is our third album, so it won't be that cool. But like by the third one, just singing songs about like going down on somebody for an hour. It's a great song. But also like, <laughs> what is, is that song. lyric? Like, how yeah, honest? I just want to stay right here and go down on you for an hour. That's okay. Is that, is that seriously a third album? Yeah. yeah, it's from yeah, it's, uh, um, blinded, blinded when I see you. Blinded, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah it's oh, uh, and, and the, the way your body about... glistens in the shower. Yeah. I don't want to stay right here and go down on you for an hour. And there's something about spying on her from the shower as well. And no, because he was going out with Charlize Theron and like they had a bad breakup, and it was about that. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Oh no, he's, he's had quite the life. That guy. Gregory's here. He's in front of a gate. Okay, well, okay, we'll so let's do a break. Cool. He'll be happy to hear the rest of this. Okay, right. The best delicacy out of uh, Edinburgh is a thing called a munchie box. Hell <laughs> <Right>? which... <laughs> yeah. Which is literally a pizza box. And then the, like a 12-inch pizza box. And in the base of the pizza box is uh, four naan breads. And then on top of those naan breads, you put uh, a layer of chips. And then on top of those, you put kebab meat. And on top of those, you put uh, pakora. And then on top of that, you put cheese and then chicken wings. Wait, um, you need to write this down. <laughs> it's just a munchy box. But like, is there anywhere in particular in Edinburgh we need to get it? Because I'm, I'm going to get this. I think you're good by myself. Just going there, setting fried. fried I'm just gonna fried walk goods. into Edinburgh and just shout "munchy box" <laughs> and see what happens. Well, it was nice when I went. Uh, God, we walked to the castle and we were like, "What time does that gun go off?" And they're like, "You got five minutes. It's the only time of the day." <laughs> I was like, I didn't do it in a shitty American accent, but they, uh, yeah, I saw the gun go off. That was nice. There's guns in that. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, cannon. Oh, but, yeah, the big, I know. One, one, um, once, once a day. So I'm we, excited because uh, Kyle's entire extended family is from Scotland. Like, he's Macaulay. 
He's McCoy okay. clan. Uh, so I guess like <laughs> a bunch of fifty plus people are coming. Nice. Like, that and that's just, you, guitarist, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. I didn't need another slice. I was just asking you to take my plate. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm a monster? <laughs> now, I mean, I'm going to eat it. Now that's that's right tool, now. that's tour managing there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is managing my expectations. <laughs> Damn, Greg. Damn. I love that kid. Wait, just for the people on oh, the yeah, audio sorry. segment there, what were we? <laughs> sorry, our tour manager Gregory has magically appeared in this apartment, and he, I handed him my plate because you were rolling, and I didn't want to stand up and get rid of it because I'm lazy. <laughs> and he took that to me and give me more pizza, <laughs> and he came back with a slice. I thought I better like get you to explain that, like my career for those style. You, <laughs> for those who can't see on YouTube, um, so I guess I love that you guys have had Mike. That's cool. Mm, we're yeah, all connected. Cool. Yeah, we, did, I li- I we listen- did his podcast. I listened to that. Yeah, I actually re-listened to that this week. Oh yeah, yeah so was you, cool. How you was that my vibes? <laughs> uh, it was good. It was cool. I mean, I, I got to meet about? my freaking hero, uh, our buddy Dave, who does merch for us and plays keyboards occasionally, yeah. and wears yellow shirts like an obnoxious butthead. <laughs> um, you've probably seen him if you follow us on social media. Uh, he went to high school with one of Mike's podcast producers. I guess one of his producers in general. Like right, he, okay. I think he worked on the new MXPX album too. And uh, we were we were in Seattle, and he just texted him and was like, "Hey, get us on Mike's <laughs> podcast." And he made it happen. And like the next day, he's like, "Hey, you want to be on Mike's podcast?" And we were like, "Yes." <laughs> was Mike? Did Mike? Was he familiar with your band no, prior to that? No, no. Oh, okay. But in like the best way, but I didn't expect him to be. Sure. But it was great because he's—I mean—he's the nicest freaking guy, and like he took time out of his day to you know interview us and talk about us about like being an up and coming band in this day yeah, and age. Yeah. But when we first sat down, it was almost like I did. I haven't listened to it. You re-listened to it, but I <laughs> yeah. believe in my you head. You come across well. In, well, no, but in my head, the first thing he said to us was basically like, who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> and he meant that for the podcast, but I also think he meant that for himself. <laughs> like, who are you? Why are you in my house right now? Because you record it like at his house studio. What is he? He's in, he's in LA. What? No, no, no he's, he's in, in Bremerton, Bremerton, dude. But he's moved, he, it's moved just, to Bremerton. Where's Bremerton? Yeah, it's on the Bremerton's uh, on the other side yeah. of the Bay of Seattle. Oh, man. He's he's just moved to Texas. I don't know if he lives in both places, but he's moved to Texas as well. Chris has his address. <laughs> he like follows let's, him around. Let's stalk him. <laughs> Google Maps. No, I'm sure he would appreciate that. There's, there's, there's a TV so, show called Fixer Upper in the States. Yeah. They did a feature of, of Mike and his wife moving to in Texas. Texas. Brilliant. <laughs> All I know is that we, <laughs> we recorded the podcast at a studio in Bremerton, which was a house that had been converted into a studio. And was also like the MXPX like practice space before yeah. this before these tour Mon- dates. Monkey something studio. And it was freaking Puzzle. cool because like like melancholy. No, 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 you just said that. That wasn't fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey something. Oh, I got it. <laughs> you just said a name. Doesn't mean it's true. But it was great. But that yeah, that's really, really cool. cool. He's the nicest guy. Uh, great tea. I hope that I. My hope is that the next time we talk to him, he doesn't say who the fuck are you. <laughs> he might. It's fair. He's a busy man, <laughs> and we are nobody. Oh, that's not true. Don't not be true. Like that. On the Mike Carrera radar. Oh, we're nobody. But he must have. He must have. If like, you're nobody, who the to have you on? Like, oh, you were not in the room when I just told the story <laughs> of how we got on it. He had yeah. no idea who we were. It was great. Um, it was kind of the fun of it. So. Should we get into 
more of a structured thing. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I'm cool. I'm cool Should we do a podcast? <laughs> uh, like other shows you've been to, like uh, uh, we were going to be on this earlier on, but oh, me, yeah, shows. Me, me, and Chris, yeah, me and Chris earlier on this week, like uh, I've it's an artist I've seen like a bunch of times and uh, they've come back again to the UK for the first time for like seven years. And it's not punk, but it was one of the greatest shows I've been to in a long while. Dashboard Confessional. It was Dashboard amazing. Yeah. When he said not punk, you thought he was going to Dashboard go is punk. <laughs> you thought it was going to be Dashboard Smashing Punk. You're like, he's already talked about the Smashing Pumpkin yeah. show once. Is this guy going to <laughs> I listened to a dashboard song like the new video they put out the other day. And yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. sound like Chris Caraba to me. It scared no. me. It's like he doesn't look like himself. I mean, he's gone back. It was, his a, bit, it was a bit now, weird. Like a, so a couple sense. of people said to me, like, "Oh, yes." Like we were watching a few people were like, "Oh, he hasn't aged." I was like, "He kind of looks like Chris Caraba wearing a Chris Caraba mask." <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, and I hate I hate to acknowledge that, but yeah, it's blood transfusions and going to <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a bag boy. Did like the the old like uh, stem cell in drive through records offices? They found a load of old like Chris Caraba blood in yeah. the back room. <laughs> like Listen, Richard Reigns but- might have kept his blood. Let's be honest, <laughs> that guy was like a, a fucking creep. Yeah. Walk on my back and give me your blood. Yes. <laughs> Are we not? Are we, you just looked at me like yeah, we shouldn't no. talk about <laughs> Richard Reigns walk on your back. He lives next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sex swing next door. Uh, cool. <laughs> do you guys remember when Drive Thru was like about to do a comeback? Well, it was like still mm. like a decade ago. It was like, we're going to yeah. come back. Yeah. And then Someone nothing else, ever happened. Someone yeah. else it or? I don't fucking know. No. <laughs> if you look back though, like. What, what was your some of those bands ever? were great and some of yeah. those bands yeah. were not. Who's your favorite Drive Thru band? Favorite Drive Thru band? Like at the time, or like all all time. Either. I think at the time it had to be uh, the starting line. Like they yeah. were so good. But well, I think I think of like if you're gonna actually if you want to look at like which drive through records band has had the biggest impact and like probably the best career, Steel Train. Because Jack yeah, yeah, Jack yeah, Antonoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Antonoff goes from Steel Train, and the last Steel Train album basically sounds like the first Fun album. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then fun, and now bleachers, yeah, yeah. Like he's had quite the career. That guy, he's and he was like and, sixteen and, and, when this was all. And now he's and writing was, records for exactly. Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's a dream. I, I don't mean, think he's uh, even writing records. I think he's just got a load of stuff he throws together and just gives. Yeah. He's like, from all I, from all I've heard, he is the, like one of the coolest guys to work with. He seems he really cool. Actually, cares. Yeah. Seems like it. Uh, uh, let's see who else was on drive through. Hidden in plain view was tight. Yeah, yeah. Midtown. I wanted to get sad. Midtown. Mm. Midtown had one good album. Well, the first one the second one for oh the second is there well, the, the living, people that went on to do the snakes on a plane thing yeah, yeah well is that yeah. them cobra well, starship it was, was, was gay yeah he joined some other guys and started another band yeah <laughs> actually the guitarist from midtown went on to join census fail for a yeah. short time ah census they fail that is how, my how, favorite drive-through band i love them because their new album surprisingly good this their year. new album <laughs> i will go off on a rant right now yeah their new album is one of my top five favorite albums of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm with it you on that. It is so unexpectedly good. And not unexpected like he's not talented. Yeah. But unexpected like a complete change of direction. Yeah. It's a pop punk album. Right. He's sad on it. He's vulnerable on it. He's not singing about tying a woman up like as a yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, he's being real. And also, like, I saw them live and like 
April or so. Oh, yeah. How was that? Still got it. He's still <laughs> jumping around like a crazy man. It's great. It was so cool. I used I was to love crazy on them. I used to that love album that. This year, the album is like, so good. good. That mm-hmm. song, uh, Stay What You Are, you know, the, the Save the, the Day, the day song. The, uh, uh, well, it's going to be the year as well. No, they have a song that like references. Yeah, Stay What You Are. And yeah, references that album in it as well. I mean, it's great. There was a there was a I don't know what it was. It was a dry food promo DVD and it had Census Fail on it. Yeah. And they were like 15, 16. Yeah, it was like when they were Yeah, it was just the coolest shit. It was just like, oh, they're they're us, but they're (laughs) doing it. And the the drive through volume one and volume two DVDs. That was it, yeah. I watched so many times. (laughs) This is how douchey I am, like where I'm from. So I'm from the land of like uh, motocross and lifted trucks. Okay. I watched the drive through volume two DVD on the DVD player inside my older brother's lifted truck. So many times. <laughs> so many times. It was great. Were, were Hot Rod Circuit on Drive Through? No, Vagrant. No. Oh, Vagrant. shit. Yeah, I get so many of those bands mixed yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Get your, get your facts. Yeah, Census Fail were cool. Um, homegrown were. Yeah, Homegrown were on Drive Through for a while. I don't cons- Yeah, they were. Homegrown. I mean, listen, kind of where I grew up, Homegrown is incredible. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. They had Act Your Age, and then they right. came to Drive Through and did Kings of Pop. Did Kings of Pop, yeah. Both great records. Um, yeah. I saw one of Homegrown's last shows. It was great. Really? How long ago was that? Well, long very, time. very yeah, long yeah. ago. I don't. Last I heard, uh, one of them is very religious. He's yeah. a, like a youth, yeah, like a read, worship leader. I read about. It's that, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I once saw that guy. Well, I probably, I never mind. I'm gonna stop. Good for him. <laughs> we grew up in, we hung out in similar areas growing right. up. <laughs> He's a good. He, man. he didn't that by chance. Uh, get on a boat to. Uh, uh, an Indian Isle with natives, did he? Like, so. No, it wasn't anything <laughs> bad. It was it was all fun. Ah, uh, good. No, yeah, he didn't do anything bad, but it was... Yeah, also, Homegrown's cover of Feliz Navidad is my favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah, that's it's high good. praise. It's high praise. It's good. Yeah. But, but Dashboard was great. Better was, than uh, the Phoenix Dashboard. CX cover of the same song. Yeah. Phoenix CX feels like a, uh, a drive-through band, but they weren't. Well, they were not were they drive-through. Not? They were one no. of the first drive-through oh, bands. Oh, so a random... Phoenix DX? Yeah. Mm. I don't think they were. I think maybe I think they were. Maybe they, were they, they were on drive through, and then Blink like took them under the oh, wing, really? and their first record went actually straight out on MCA. But they MCA. were like one of drive throughs early bands. Uh, it makes me sad because that means they, they that means they too had to walk on Richard Rain's back. I'm sure. Yeah, they would have been <laughs> some of the first to do. I that. am under the impression that my bands never got signed to drive through because my feet were too big, and he would feel <laughs> like it was a man walking on his back. Not that he ever offered. I, w- I wish somebody would offer me that now because like, I would just love to fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you sign to? Who would be your dream, dream label? If they made me walk on their yeah. back? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kink shame anybody, but like when you have 15-year-old boys walking on your back, something is wrong. <laughs> Uh, dream label? I didn't know what any of that was about. And now it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, it's that's literally it. Literally, it's like, like it sounds like it. Every, must thought we were all having a stroke or something. Yeah, like, it sounds that, like we're dancing around it. But the reality was that he would. I mean, according to many, many, many people, yeah, I was never offered. <laughs> but he would basically be like, if you like in the meetings talking about the record deals, just would be like, hey, also. Would you walk on my back? My back's like sore, and would have him like get barefoot and walk on his back. Uh, I mean, again, like, like, I'm pretty sure people yeah. we respect have touched their toes into his back uh, fat. Okay, so and that was it. 
I guess that was the way to get That's the quite deal. Spicy, I'm gonna laugh if it was all just a big hoax, but <laughs> it's I don't know. It seems like something that like it happened it, it, yeah, yeah. in the Me Too era. It feels like something that very, very well could have happened to 15 mm. year old boys yeah. 10 years ago. Well, that's a shame. It's kind of yeah, like Miguel. Kind of real dark. I kind of like my girlfriend walking on my back there. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> cheaper. Well, I can it's, see it, why. It's cheaper than a chiropractor. <laughs> what if that was his excuse? <laughs> Is that you? you can't afford the. Instead of paying a chiropractor, I pay for your albums. <laughs> Technically, you are mine. You guys are going to get sued <laughs> by Richard Rains. It's fine. We've got no money. Cool. <laughs> You'd take our children. To, to fork <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You don't want that. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to direct your podcast. Dream dream label signings. I don't know. There's a lot. We, we like a lot of labels. What if it was... I guess you you name a label and I'll tell you whether. It'd well, be I guess a dream if you if you if you weren't if you weren't like a, a Moonscar Moonscar. <laughs> do, do, do you guys know Moonscar? Don't even know what label that Holy is. Holy shit! You know Moonscar? Oh, no. Fucking Darren. So Moonscar was a was a UK label. I think Chris, you're probably better to like Moonscar. Yeah, uh, Moon, I don't yeah. know who you might know. Yeah, a UK label, and they had so in the early 2000s there was a big like punk scar scene in the UK. You already lost. It me. wasn't and, big. And they it had, wasn't big. No. <laughs> it was to you. It was, it was the worst. Scene. No, no, no. Like for people who are into this kind of music, lots of people listen to punk ska. Not, not, lo- not lots not of people. I, not uh, lots of people. A tiny I portion of the it. weird. You're the first punk person yeah. I've ever heard describe it as punk ska instead of just ska. ska. <laughs> oh no, no, no. It's very different. Ska well, we punk. Invent, was, being, yeah, we, we invented ska, ska here. Ska so. back. What is punk ska versus regular? Well, ska? No, no, I would never say punk Re- ska. I'd regular, say ska punk. Yeah, I, said, I did. Say I'd say ska punk. Oh, you said it backwards. Yeah, yeah. Regular ska's madness and the specials. Yeah. Scar punks, the best of Moonscar. The best of Moonscar. Moonscar had some particularly poor bands. Like, are you saying Moonscar? Moonscar. Moonscar. Like SKA. They had a band. I thought you were saying Moonscar for a minute. Gravel Trap. They had. Who was the Kicking Pigeons band? Sponge. Sponge. In brackets. Pigeons. Yeah. Whitmore. Do you remember them? Whitmore. Whitmore. And there you go. I'm going to top you out, Uncle Brian. These okay. are the most British bands. I would not sign to Moonscar. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, big cheese, uh, deck cheese, deck cheese. Very similar, but they have, it was more punk. Okay, let's move if, on if it then. has let's a ska band on it, we're probably not signing. Household it. name, there was ska. Sort of like, <laughs> I mean, epitaph. Yeah, we would sign with that. Yeah, they right. probably have a ska band. <laughs> I would play. I would write ska to, to play on epitaph. No, I would. Before you even knew what a guitar was. Oh, God. <laughs> no, just as you knew. What, what What was the gateway band? What was the, was there a moment where the you gateway decided- band into being a 30-year-old punk rocker. Yeah. Um, I was given the Offsprings Smash and Green Day's Dookie when I was six years old. By who? My older brother. And it ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave me Blink 182s. Sorry, Blink 182s. <laughs> Blink hyphen 182ers, uh, Dude Ranch. Which I also. Somebody just posted a meme that was like, What day did you realize that Dude Ranch was the code word for cup? We didn't. Yeah. 36. You just realized it. I just realized it. I have listened to that album. Oh my God! They called their album Come. 
Oh. <laughs> I just thought there was a reference to a, like a bunch of dudes on the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> that was a dude ranch. No, dude ranch. Dude, like, as in ranch dressing. Yeah. Oh, shit. Apparently. Apparently. You have to explain it out. <laughs> I just thought about it. I figured it out the other day. Oh, my God. I hope that's true. It feels true. Great. It and sounds like the kind of thing they would yeah. do. Yeah. And, and did your brother stay? Did he continue to listen to punk or is he kind he of. He still great? does. He actually, he, like, he's one of those people who, like, knows what he likes to listen to and has pretty much shut off all other music in the world. So, like, he still only sends me, like, tracks from Newfound Glory. Or, like, <laughs> you know. Like, I went and saw Senses Fail with him earlier this year. Oh, nice. Because he's the one who sent me that album. He's like, you are going to like this. And I laughed. Yeah. Because, like, I don't, I don't not appreciate Senses Fail, but for him, I didn't realize he liked Senses Fail. So for him to send me something, because the last I heard Senses Fail was the renacer renacer however you pronounce it it's just a heavy hardcore album yeah. where buddy's just screaming and i yeah. dug it it's like one of my gym albums but when my brother was like you you're gonna love this and i just laughed it's like why are you listening to senses fail dude you don't listen to me and then he played it and i was like oh no i get it <laughs> uh, it's a pop punk album yeah, so yeah. like uh yeah he'll send me like that we go we like we go and see newfound glory together all the time when they're around um he still listens to blink you know I think he listens to All Time Low a little bit, but that's more like my generation. Sure. Um, How old is he? He's 35. Yeah. Yeah, 35. Yeah. Sounds just exactly like me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he's 35 too, and I listen to all that stuff. I thought you guys were way younger. I'm so sorry. You guys were offended when I asked if you were still in university, weren't you? That was a compliment, man. I walked by the college, and I was like, oh, there must be, I don't know. I went to the university of life. You'd think I would research who I'm doing podcasts with. I don't. I just show up and do it um, and fall asleep on the ride over. Uh, Yeah, so I think those were the big gateways. Third Eye Blind, that's not really a punk album. And then, like, of my, and then, uh, was there own act your age? And then the Atari's oh Blue Sky Broken Hearts next twelve exits. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was the one. That, that, fucking yeah. album. That album's probably the one that's influenced like what we do the most because those other those other albums are like punk albums, but like the Atari's was like that really cheesy emo pop punk. Right, but it right. was it's and, so and then, good and it's so earnest. It was on, so like, on that record, so yeah, earnest. Yeah, but like yeah. he, you know, he still believes every single word he sings of that album. Like when oh he goes out God. and plays those shows, it's I have just, the greatest Chris Rose story. Oh go. I made a it doesn't joke. involve like uh, property tax. Didn't like their own. No, no their basis was like, scamming like, people out of millions yeah, of dollars. Bassist, yeah. No, so I tweeted like, <laughs> I'm the type of person. I forget what the tweet was. It was basically like, I always wanted to be the kid who, because you know they would like let kids come up and play Sandy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, uh, I always wanted to be the kid that played that, but I could only ever learn the first thirty seconds of any song. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I tweeted that from the band account because I don't use a personal Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. It got some likes. They liked it and then commented like, you can do anything if you believe it. Just follow your heart. Not knowing that like I'm the front man of a band (laughs) that has many songs that are longer than 30 seconds (laughs) and like can play San Dimas in full (laughs) very easily. Um and it was the most beautiful. I hope it was him. It had to have been. It him. has to be. Well, none of the others been. are going to bother Nobody me. else yeah, is still yeah, doing Tyler's it. Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, so I really, and so like my new goal is because Blue Skies turns 20 next year. Mm. So my goal is that when they do the inevitable 20th anniversary tour on it. Push you right to the front. He is <laughs> letting me play San Dimas <laughs> yeah. at the Los Angeles show for the 20th. Chris Rowe. 
I don't care who else is listening to this podcast right now. Chris Rowe, <laughs> this goes out to you. This is Dylan from Spanish Love Songs. I'm going to play San Dimas High School Football Rules Rhythm Guitar at your 20th anniversary show for Blue Skies, Broken Hearts, Next 12 Exits. My favorite album of my youth. I'll sing along you to do it. So my, my, my a the, friend of it's mine, out there now, so a friend of mine, Dan, Dan Olangi, who uh, grew up within Norwich, he was the guy that, Norwich Waterfront, that tour, he was the guy that was selected to come up he on did stage it. and play that song and he fucking nailed it. Oh, I was like, I could, like he was a good guitarist anyway, but yeah. and I was like, he doesn't know this song. He, he, <laughs> he only listened to the Smiths. We got up and he nailed it. It's basically a Smith song. Yeah. But, but less difficult. Is this my song? Yes. <laughs> Think about it. Shit. Yeah. Mm. Fuck. The Ataris are so cool. Yeah. They're they just did like a 15th anniversary tour for so long Astoria, and they're doing a bunch of shows in like Southern California and Vegas, and we got offered to do none of them. And I was like, oh, Do you guys understand how much this album means to me? <laughs> he came over. He came over to the UK like a few years ago. Did the solo? Maybe yeah, it's the ten. Was it the ten times, year for like Twelve Exits? And he did a solo. He's been recording tour. their new album for like a decade. It is oh, the shit, Chinese yeah. democracy <laughs> of the punk scene. But the songs he's released are so good. Yeah, that. that the graveyard, graveyard of the Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. They're so All good. Souls Day as well. That's, that's yeah. Well also, <laughs> that last album they put out is underrated. Um, I didn't even hear which, it. What the? Like, what's it called? The last full length. Yeah, it came out in like '07. Welcome to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had I like can, I couldn't get on with it. Uh, if too you, much of it. It's a little shoegazy, but if you go back and listen to it, yeah. it's very solid. So was it was it from then that you picked up a, an instrument to start playing? Oh yeah, back to oh, that. Back to that. Yeah. Um, how old was I? My dad got me a guitar when I was like eight. I didn't play it till I was like thirteen. Uh, my older brother was like starting a band, so I was like, "Oh, I should learn guitar. That'd be cool." Uh, not for his band, but just to have it. And I learned "Damn It." That was the first song I learned on guitar. Mm-hmm. I still can't play it right, but <laughs> I tried. Uh, yeah, and then the second song I learned was a Metallica song. So like I don't know yeah. that kind of covers both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, like right? you could basically do my bloody Valentine in the middle of that if you put a load of like yeah. good effect pedals on yeah. your stuff, you're fine. Yeah, and I still don't know how to play Enter Sandman the whole way through, but I can play the riff. <laughs> you can play the intro riff and the main riff. <laughs> I can't solo. I've got fat fingers. So what was the first band you did? Like what was your first actually like, getting band? together? Getting together with like other people to? I had to- a band in middle school. I don't think we ever named ourselves, but it was like it was. Right when like Thursday was hitting, okay. and so we were doing like, like three piece punk rock, but emo with like a screamy singer, right? Yeah, me <laughs> shouting. Um, it was terrible. Like, like Bukowski lyrics. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And then I did like a, I did a band in early high school. Also, was unnamed. I think at one point we went with like. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point our guitarist was like, we should call it Forever Zero. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a bunch of bands called that now. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, and we were doing like kind of emo pop punk, like boxcar racer type stuff. Uh, and then I was in an, a screamo band. It was like the first official band I was in. What made the other ones not? Of- my, well, like, we never did anything. <laughs> we never did anything. Uh, and then I was in an emo band. Actually, you're right. It didn't have a MySpace really, page. Yeah. This one did. Cool. It was called Our Hearts Collide. Oh, oh wow! I was the guitarist I can feel it slash right. <laughs> singer because we had a separate screamer. 
like Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh, dude, it was bad. Was that he, was fun. Was, was he a good screamer? No. Mm. Not going to say his name. I was good. I wrote some good songs for that band. Uh, the first ones are the best. Yeah, and then uh, then I was in, and then I did a joke hardcore band. I don't know how hard I can cuss. <laughs> yeah, was, you can go all out. It's yeah. called Cunt Punt, but with a K. <laughs> we did it because our friends asked us if we wanted to play a show, and we didn't have a band, but I threw together a hardcore band in a day. We wrote nine songs in four hours and played them all. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. um, it was great until we played the show, and another band played after us and like we were joking around and people like didn't know what to make of us and the band played after us and again i come from a very uh i would say white powery place uh and they played a song <laughs> where, like, a the, bit like west ham yeah, <laughs> where the song the, opposite the, west ham. the hook is like a little uh it has a gay slurs by a band called elijah and it like is this big breakdown that goes who's the effing gay slur now and the entire audience yelled it back, and oh, we were like, so "We need much. to leave because uh, we're going to get fought for making fun of them with our shitty hardcore band." Is that that uh, that movie, um, the Green Room. Green Room? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> so I think you'll find that's the plot of the Green Room. <laughs> yeah. I I lived Green Room. I was the guy no. who survived. Uh, and then I and then I formed a high school band, like my actual, really first official band, where I was doing all the songwriting. A band called the Mathletes. It was like my senior year of high school. That sounds like a ska band. That sounds like it a was not. rock band. It was what? It sounds like they were listening to too much American football while nope. running. Nope. We were ahead of our time. <laughs> we were uh, pop punk with synthesizers. Like Hello, oh, oh, like hello uh, Goodbye. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mi- micro cool. <laughs> uh, no, we used sequencers. We uh, did everything. Oh. We used Fruity Loops for everything. I had, nice. I had little drum loops playing. I had synthesizers playing. So you were like Owl City before Owl City. Like, Why are you going to bring them into this? Like, <laughs> stick with Hello Goodbye. Like yeah. that. You know, Farewell, that kind of play thing. Play radio, play. Uh, he's, he's got away fraud, that guy, Owl City. Well, just for ripping the postal service. <laughs> 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 See, like, has I'm just going to do I just think, like, Benjamin Gibbard doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> are like, we sure he's not Ben Gibbard in a mask? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's no, it's Chris Carabra in a bed. Yeah, in a bed. Didn't, didn't he get done for something dodgy? Who, Ben Gibbard? Careful. Al, Al, whatever you said. Oh, Al City. Al City. Like, ben I Gibbard don't know. Be careful. We should be really tongue. careful. Uh, <laughs> Again, I've got nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it, so what was the, the kind of thing that happened just before Spanish Love Songs? Was I was it? in a band with Gabe and Ruben, Gabe, our former bassist. and uh, It was Gabe. Left now. He had a kid recently. He right? had another child, and he this, wasn't going to be able to tour. This yeah. one was in the first one. For, no, this one's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, his second son was the one he quits. The, not right. quits the band, but he just needed okay. to step back, and we kind of agreed to it. Oh, um, fair enough. Yeah, and so like we still like we text all the time about the band, and he still gives us input. Tells oh, okay. me to read so you guys emails, and I'm like, then. dude, why are you telling me to read emails? I haven't talked to you in a week. <laughs> so I read that email. Uh, so it's great. Yeah, we're still on good terms. So me and him and uh, Ruben, our drummer, were in a band with another guy uh, called The Wild and Innocent. It was kind of like a Springsteen punk band, which is like my sweet spot personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but then our singer, who's our friend now, but at the at the time was oh, just yeah. like, I don't need you guys to do this. I can play solo because what had happened is I started writing songs. Yeah. I wrote Vermont for that band in like the very beginning of 2012. Um, 
and played it. And it was a good song. It was cool. And we started playing it. And uh, I think he didn't want me to write songs. Yeah. Right. I, wow. I, yeah. I and so, talking about yeah, so when, podcast, yeah. when we stopped that, it was like, cool, well, let's start a band. And then, so we kind of putz around with, with our own songs. Um, so yeah, Vermont was our first song way back when in early 2012. Shit. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, a, long, a long time. So, so it was a bunch of singles and EPs before you got to Jazz Sings the Blues, right? No, we hadn't put out anything. We, I had just been putzing around and writing songs. We weren't even a serious band. Like we were just, we were a three piece for a while, just kind of joking around. And then uh, Kyle, we met Kyle at the end of 20. We met him at the end of 2013, but then like started hanging out in 2014. Did you meet him on uh, Craigslist? We met him on Craigslist. Yeah. He is mo- he was new to town. And was like, I need people to go to shows with. Right, yeah, yeah. We're like, you <laughs> fucking nerd. Uh, then we found out he worked in his studio. And we we're like, oh hey, join our band. <laughs> um, you're the best guy. Yeah, you're the you're the best friend, guy. And how much were you writing around this time? Were you writing much or was it? No, nah, I was in film school at the time. I was writing. I don't know. I was I had a bunch of songs left over from my divorce. And then I like I was in a band in like twenty thirteen, like or sorry, in like twenty eleven that was just me writing songs with some buddies, but it never like went anywhere and then I moved to LA. I moved back to LA. And so Where was home just, so I'm from like an hour east of LA. Okay. And then I went to school in San Diego. Right, and then oh, nice. I was in LA, and then I moved home because my dad got sick, and I was going through a divorce. Uh, and then I moved back to LA, and that band kind of just dissolved. And I had a bunch of those songs sitting around. So, like, Giant Sings of Blues is just a bunch of songs that I had that we kind of arranged real quickly and then but recorded. It, it doesn't feel like a hodgepodge. Did it, was it all recorded at the same time, or was mm-hmm. it all recorded separately? No, it was all recorded in the same. Well same time as a is a loose term because we do we record we recorded the first two albums in downtime at kyle's studio yeah it's so like giant especially i think took us like seven months because we would get like six hours one day and then a month later get another six hours and then two weeks later get you know four hours to do something mm, sounds familiar so there's a lot of like picking you know so you wouldn't go in and do the drum tracks and then go into the do drums bass. we got done but everything else took like drums we got done in two days and then everything else took forever mm. Uh, and then the same thing happened with Schmaltz, but on a slightly less protracted do, scale. Can you do you still go back to Giant and kind of do you like those songs? Would you is there anything from that record that you would want to kind of go back and revisit? Or I would cut, I would make Nervous People shorter. Hmm. I would change a line in Vermont that after I wrote it appeared on a Menzinger song. No, I would get rid of that. <laughs> um, I mean that's fine. It doesn't matter. I would There's only cut. so many words. What's up? Mm-hmm. There's only so many ideas when you're in. I mean, we're this. I'm the same age as them. Like yeah. Yeah. We're, we're singing about the same shit. Um, I would cut dying. I hate that song. I like the idea, but it's just not good. Uh, what else would I do? I'd make Mexico shorter if I could somehow. Probably can't. Uh, I fuck with friends. That song's cool. We don't play it ever. And then on the vinyl, I cut the song Stranger. We never, like, that song is, like, might as well be a different band. And then I would, I don't know. It's fine. They're all things. Every album, even Schmaltz, like, all I hear are the mistakes. Yeah, right. Because, you know, you spend all this time on something. And, you know, when you're making an album, you basically have, like, you have the amount of time until somebody takes it away from you. But it's never done. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like why Kanye with uh, whatever the Life of Pablo was releasing updates to it for like a year, right? Because like tweak things here, tweak things there, but like you're never done with it, really. But but it, it was like you you because you, you reissued Giant. With- so we reissued Giant with three extra with sorry with two extra like B sides I had lying uh, around. Weirdly for, for me, like we we got, we we got into Giant like before before those extra tracks got put on and like mm. it, it sounded great but then those other tracks got put on and it kind of put a bit of breath of fresh air into the record like it it, it makes it, it better yeah also the recording was better because we knew we were doing better but yeah so we we put those two tracks on cut stranger for the vinyl at least and then got rid of the acoustic ending track and put the full band version which uh, i like them both equally mm. but uh yeah they're they're more in line with what our band is trying to do like you know stranger was very much like a potential road our band could go down um but then we never did because it was like oh let's do like some heavy you know jam rock you know jam emo i don't know like manchester orchestra manchester orchestra type stuff and then it was like uh no let's just write pop punk songs instead (laughs) we just never revisited that style at all right and so when it was on the album it was like a sore thumb to me even though it's like it's a lot of people's favorite song lyrically but it's just like it doesn't fit who we are as a band so it was that conscious band decision to kind of it was a conscious that me decision you decision yeah, yeah. and it, it did like i'm it, impulsive and is that kind of like i'm always interested in like are you writing what you're listening to are you writing what you want to write or are you kind of listening to more stuff and you you wish you could kind of write more kind of different stuff to what you're putting out um no i'm just writing what i want i try not to listen to stuff when i'm writing because i don't want it to be influenced and then when it's our own stuff it's just whatever comes out you know like with schmaltz the idea was definitely to write like a like shorter, catchier songs and like to the point. I think our entire trajectory as a band has been me largely and then everybody else by extension figuring out how to cut down everything we do to the bare minimum. So like how do we get the biggest impact across with like the least amount of work? Yeah. <laughs> or like in the shortest song. It's like what Joyce Manor is great at. Like they can write a minute and a half song that hits you harder than a four minute song. Yeah. It's like we're trying to figure out you know, not minute and a half songs, but like, how do I do a two and a half minute song that's just as impactful as a four minute song? Which is hard because our our stuff is largely like storyteller based. I said air quotes. I feel like that's important to say for, for those in YouTube. Uh, for, those, <laughs> for those who don't know, what air quotes are. Uh, I'll put them in the show notes. Uh, yeah, sort of like storyteller type stuff, which is it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to tell a story in one verse. So that begs the question. Is the kind of idea of a, a concept record something that you would do? Like a band that we all really no. love is like Tele- Telethon. Like they wrote that incredible record mm. about fucking the world coming to an end. And it, but it didn't, it was, they were all short pop punk songs. Like each track was maybe like two, two and a half minutes long at most. Mm. But they, they got that kind of story across. And it was this weird whole record that just worked super, super perfectly. But if you just took all the tracks individually, they were they were great by themselves. You didn't have to listen to the whole thing. But is it would you revisit like a concept? Not a concept record, but like when you write a record, do you, are you thinking about that thing as a whole? Yeah, or? I have a concept for the record in my head that I will never write a concept on. It just dawned on me that I could write songs about other people. Like legitimately in the last year. I was like, oh, I don't have to be the narrator in my own songs. Mm, which yeah is absurd that i hadn't realized like i knew that but like i didn't know it um but i don't know i like the character of, and also it's every story every song is kind of fake right it, even if it's me as the narrator it's not me it's like 
the better cool song sto- version of me, right? Yeah, you're telling the story, right? Exactly. So, so like, but then even if you're telling the story, it's it's kind of through your lenses, right? Yeah. So like, I don't know if we like we'll never have like a coheating Cambria level. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was thinking know, more like the, I was the thinking third like, the third moon of yeah. fucking Xandar. <laughs> I was thinking more like the Who though. I could definitely hear you doing a yeah, like it, like I think concept like the the word the phrase concept album always has this horrible Scare. connotation. To well, it, I, I prefer you know, rock opera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what the Telethon record was. It was yeah. more of a like a, it was a punk opera, but not in a gross. Uh, Green Day way. I'm too yeah. narcissistic. Like everything's just gonna be about me, <laughs> even when I try not to. Like so, like con- conceptually, like yeah, the first Kanye- album is about my divorce and and a relationship after that, and the second album is about I don't know me feeling old and inadequate. And yeah, but I can sad. see the Billboard. <laughs> I can see <laughs> Spanish love songs in I don't know Frankie. <laughs> I'm not gonna write a concept album about a. <laughs> About a mentally challenged, about an autistic kid who plays pinball. I'm not going to do it. And a blind do kid, it. Blind, deaf blind? And, blind, deaf, and dumb. Blind, deaf, and dumb. Well, first off, that's problematic <laughs> to, to begin with. Uh, anyway, no, yeah, no, I, I don't know. We don't. I don't play in that world. I have a hard time rela- when I hear songs like that. Largely, my response is, "Why the fuck do I care what you're singing about? Because this is all a big lie. Mm. Like it's a big fabrication. You know." I don't, I don't know, which is weird because I love Bruce Springsteen and he's only singing about basically people like his dad, but the way he's doing it feels like, at least that story feels lived in. Whereas like, I listen to Coheed and I'm like, I have no, we have no relation to it. Yeah. And not even Coheed's a bad example because they're awesome at what they do, but I'm, I don't know, like the who, like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I listen to Tommy, I, Tommy's nuts. I I can't watch Tommy. I don't care. No. Like cool, he's a pinball wizard. That song means fucking nothing. <laughs> it means that, and that's my big problem is like songs that don't mean anything. What the fuck are you doing writing music? Like I get it because pop music needs to exist. We need the Taylor Swift of the world to, you know, I don't know. I was just watching uh, the show Happy Endings. I don't know if you guys watch, but they do like a spoof on a pop star, and she's like, she does things like she wants an ordinary, extraordinary love. Like the world needs that kind of bullshit. But where I'm coming from. I don't fucking care. Like, if you're not saying something, then put the fucking microphone down because, like, we have enough people who think they have a voice, like, that want to say something and, like, maybe give other people who might have something interesting to say a chance. And I worry about that all the time, too, with us. Like, is what we are saying interesting? Because if it's not, we should stop because yeah, there's too much noise in the world, especially with, like, especially in the world of SoundCloud and fucking YouTube and Spot, like, there's too much noise. But this so is the like, thing, like, make sure you're saying something that fucking matters. To cut, to cut through and like uh, with sort of Spotify and everything these days, and it's it's music has almost become this like weird. You, you turn the tap on and music comes yeah. out. That's like this thing that's just on in the background, and people don't really want to hear a message out of it anymore. No, of course it's, not. It's, it's just, just kind of saddening. Wash really. over me with my entertainment. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I've never reacted to entertainment that way. So I'm not going to put that into the world, but, but you don't look at what you I do as entertainment, right? Recorded. Uh, what's up? You know, like I don't look at what I do. No, what I do is entertainment for yeah. sure. But it's something that like, I, don't know, I hope you can connect with at least rather than me just 
fucking farting into a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like the brand. Here's my song about being in love, and it's cute and adorable, <laughs> and it would play in the background of a Ford commercial. Like, yeah. like fucking Imagine Dragons. I'm sorry, but like that fucking thunder song i don't give a shit I, I think we know people yeah. in common i've never listened fuck. to them but you that thunder song you want to listen to them gregory knows what i'm talking about like, <laughs> i got the thunder like what the yeah, fuck are you talking about dude? that guy is, by all accounts is like it's, a decent dude that's like a song that was made exactly for playlist it's, algorithms it's algorithm rock it's, like, it's greta van fleet right like that band gross i feel so ill right like them. let me just sing in a way that vaguely reminds you of led zeppelin they're, they're like if, if someone was like i introduced my dad to spotify and he was like well i'll set up a yeah a led zeppelin playlist and then it got to the end of that they place would it was like, they would be the next thing and he'd be down with it and that's <laughs> sad like if we like it's like led zeppelin if they had pro tools great Fuck. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's what yeah. It sounds like it's grim. So yeah, if you ever hear us just writing. But what I was gonna say about Spanish love songs is, it's so honest, and like everything you've just said, like you know you don't want to write a blind, deaf, and dumb opera, which is fine. It's been done. Um, <laughs> but I don't know you could put a twist on it. But no, um, blind, deaf. <laughs> Blind, Can't, deaf, and erectile dysfunction. <laughs> it works. And instead of like a pinball wizard, he's like play. He's really good at like Super Fortnite. Street Fighter 2. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, there you go. He's a 40, Fortnite wizard. Forty-year-old man with erectile this is, dysfunction. This is writing itself. Give me a piano. Let's do this. <laughs> no, but uh, for me, and I guess I speak on behalf of you guys because I do. Um, your lyric lyrically, it's probably one of the most honest things, one of the most honest bands that I know. Most honest since Stained. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> oh my god, that was fun. That was Damn. a joke, by the so, way. So yeah, and that and that's that's kind of a, a, for me anyway. If I don't believe it, like oh yeah, you're always psh, banging on about the lyrics. Goodbye. Well, that's yeah, our that's entire thing because like I'm not like an amazing. Like musical, I'm not an amazing musician, and none of no, nobody in our band is. Like we're writing very simple songs, and like that's kind of our whole thing. Is you know the stuff that speaks to me, especially you know back to like Springsteen or I don't know in the pop punk or like Gaslight Anthem or Third Eye Blind and stuff like, like they're not crazy hard songs. It's like four chords, but you know the story that's being told over it is interesting and engaging. And yeah, if we're not being honest, then. Like we are not a good band, <laughs> but it's but it's also the way that you put those songs across vocally. Like, would take like, I mean, we had like we were going to go through your history today, but like, let's just jump on. Like the Phoebe Bridges cover that you put like came out yesterday. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I mean that that song's fucking crushing anyway. And I then love that song, obviously, like I, I think I I said it to someone else I know, and they were like, and I didn't say oh it's a Phoebe Bridges cover, and they were like. Man, that's probably like the like that's per, that's the that's the quintessential Spanish love song song. Uh, I and, know. I wish and, I wrote uh, it. Yeah, but it's, it's but it's like because of the way that you portrayed those <laughs> lyrics and and the way the band worked on the arrangement of it, 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 it worked exactly for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I guess a lot of it comes down to our performance style too. You could hand us ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall, and I would find a way to make it sad. Um, <laughs> God damn it. That's a great idea. <laughs> I know Fest already did it, Gregory. Go home. Go back to Belgium. 
Fucking fest authority over there. <laughs> so Giant Giant came out on, on Wiretap. That was, yes. That's a, Rob from Wiretap put that record out. How did that kind of come about? Uh, we put out the album ourselves in like April or March, I don't know, 15, uh, yeah. to no fanfare and no publicity and we just threw it on the internet. Was that, did that kind of knock the wind out of you a little bit or? Did no, it was by, like, that was just who we were. Yeah. Uh, and then we played a, we played a battle of the bands at a bar in uh, Southern California and Rob was one of the judges. Oh, what? really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, uh, but we won. Like, we won while we were talking to him about releasing something on his label. It was very shady. But we won like $500 and $500 to Guitar Center. So like, we funded our first merch run (laughs) off that. Uh, So he put out the album and yeah, it was just a buddy thing. He was like, hey, let's put this out. And then uh, he did it. And then Gregory put out our album here in Europe. He put out Giant Here on Bearded Punk Records. Round of applause for Gregory. Uh, along Along with his partner, Bjorn. (laughs) <laughs> records. Oh, Gregory no longer works at Beard of Punk Records. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Gregory. As of now, he's just found out. <laughs> I just told him he's been fired. I do shoegaze now, so yeah, you just run shoegaze albums. Uh, so yeah, it was good. It was like a homey thing, and then it was like a family thing, and then when we had the second album, it was you know time to move to something bigger. Yeah. So what's the, what's bigger? Like what um, comes next? AF. This is AF next, right? Yeah. yeah. How that Are you about? feeding him lines to get him to talk more? <laughs> then, uh, a, that, it's like I really need the bathroom. A comes next. Yeah. Uh, AF was also a Gregory thing. We I was here in not here. I was in Belgium last summer in like August. Um, and me and Gregory and Bjorn and some other friends and my mom. <laughs> my mom was there. We were all getting super drunk at a bar in Antwerp. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about, you know, because the album was done, and we were talking about who to who to take it to and who to license it to. And uh, in the course of that conversation, somebody brought up Anti Flag, and how we hadn't really listened to Anti Flag in a while, and like, what the fuck? What's up with Anti Flag? You know, that was a band that like I think everybody universally loved when we were younger and just kind of mm-hmm. felt like we all fell off of listening to them. They have not fallen off because they've obviously been rocking pretty consistently for fucking yeah. ever and it's great. And it seems like they just reinvent their fan base every five years, which is so cool. Because like yeah, yeah. The, you know the message doesn't change and like people yeah. come into it and they're like, Fuck yeah. Um, but through the course of that conversation, Gregory was like, Anti Flag had a record label. AF. <laughs> And uh, I think, did you send it that day or the next day? Yeah, Yeah, he sent it the next day. And then the day I landed back in LA, I got a phone call from Chris Stowe, the label manager there. And he was like, hey, some guy named Gregory sent me your album. (laughs) And uh, I want to put it out. And we're like, oh, cool. Uh, So it was really that easy. Thankfully, AF listens to everything that you put into their inbox. Send them. Send them records. (laughs) Don't open the floodgates. Just send it to Chris Stowe. There's like there's like 25 shitty oh, British punk s- bands reforming right now. Yeah, he's like, gonna be yeah. so <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> Maybe bleep that one. It should be. Yeah. It might be like submissions at afrobeats.com. Oh, Maybe bleep the his full email. I don't think he would care. It's great. We we just had it. We we hang out. He's in Pittsburgh. He's like one of our best buds. Oh nice. Yeah. What we about? had a we had a fun conversation last time we hung out where it was like. 
this is a really good year. Let's keep going. <laughs> but like not in like a like a record label. Like I don't think AF's gonna put out our next record. Okay. In so like a positive it, way. Like, okay. In terms of sort of writing and stuff like I mean you're on the road non-stop at the minute, so you, yeah. how do you write at the moment? Are you are you writing? I write in f- bits and pieces. Uh we are writing because we I'm gonna say it now, so then I have to fucking do it. We want to. We're gonna try to release some stuff before our next time out in Europe, like a little, a few songs. Oh, okay. Um, so, so hopefully in, by in like next, next April, right? Next few months, we're out then. here for some festivals, some of which have been announced, the other dates of which have not. But I mean, it's pretty obvious if we are out here for a fucking festival in Austria and a <laughs> festival in Munster that we're probably gonna do some tour dates. Yeah. It's yeah. like I'm not really spoiling the reveal sure sure um so we're gonna try to get a few songs out by then because otherwise what are we doing uh and then we're just writing i have the idea for the next album we just have to do it and is that is it kind of you have a a, like a full yeah i have the idea of what i want to get to i just have to write i have like it's been weird because we've been on the road so much i have like i think it's up to like 65 lyric documents like on my computer but like three songs (laughs) Because, like, I have to, like, sit down and be like, okay, now let's put these words into it. Well, I'll tell you what, just play one of those songs for 30 minutes, just keep looping it. Yeah, that's great. We're a doom, we're a doom band now. Yeah. But uh, it'll be done. We want to have something out. I don't want to say when, but we want to have something out sooner than In later. terms of sound, what direction do you see it going? In terms of sound? Yes, I mean, yeah. you give away the goods. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I have... The Phoebe Bridgers cover is a good indication of where yeah. we want to go sonically. Uh, okay. okay. If that makes sense. Because yeah. it. like it's like us, but it's not. It's quite we recorded it quite different than we normally do. Yeah. Sound a bit bigger if yeah. And are you listening to kind of punk records or I mean are you just listen to like more different stuff that's out there? Yeah. What, what you am I listening to? Let's look at my Spotify. Oh look Tommy. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It's all the who it's all concept albums. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Lord of the Rings soundtrack? Mm, <laughs> I'll, I'll go down the list of what I've listened to lately. Uh, the new All Get Out album is mm-hmm. very good. Uh, Antarctica Vespucci. So good. Made me cry. If you notice, I have every Bruce Springsteen album queued up. That right. is pretty much what I've been listening to nonstop. I think uh, if you're traveling, you can certainly hear that. Favorite artist of all time, uh, Butch Walker. Oh, Butch Walker. Great. Did you like that last Butch Walker album? The Stay Gold? Yeah. I actually loved it. It so good man. okay i thought you were gonna talk yeah. shit on i was like no, no, it no, is pure no. americana gold yeah uh let's see a lot of counting crows nice uh death cab as always that's always there the dirty nils new album is really good mm. uh the heartaches mm. do i enjoy quite a bit let's see uh this is very exciting as i just scroll through <laughs> my list i mean are you, are you kind of consciously yeah. like li- like thinking about music you're listening to or bands you're into at the time when you're when no you're i try not to because then it bleeds through a lot yeah, yeah okay. uh i've been listening to a lot of country lately oh yeah uh, like, like conway twitty and kind of like older like outlaw country mm-hmm. and then also like jason isbell is really good yeah he's great um, I, went, I went to see uh darius rocker recently i don't know i don't know how that how's his that country lands. career going i haven't listened <laughs> it's, to it. it's going well it's going yeah um what, yeah what's that? <laughs> hootie <laughs> Yeah, from whom the blowfish? From fucking hoodies. I went to see him at the um, 
what you call it? Royal Albert Hall. No, what? Just did First he do off, a bunch of Hootie songs? He, he always does. A, I see him every time he comes over. He always does a couple of Hootie songs, but it's mainly from his solo oh, career, which is country. Hootie is so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then a lot of stuff like uh, Restoration's new album's great. Oh, yeah, that yeah. record is I, unbelievable. It's actually the, I think the best. They haven't been over here for a little while, and they're coming, they're over coming back Manchester from Manchester Broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, I'm aware. So, so good. Super I'm exciting. aware. Uh, Are you playing NPR? We're NPF? not announced, and I... Oh, okay. I'm, That's not a no. <laughs> it's not a no, but it's definitely not a yes. Can I just say that? <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> I, I will say... It's all right. This will I, probably this will probably come out in like September next year. Or yeah. it, we're we come out the week after. Uh, okay, cool. So it kind of sucks, but um, it was a conversation. I just don't know what happened. Uh, and then all the like you know Phoebe Bridgers, Lukey, or Lukey, <laughs> Lucy Dacus, uh, Julie Maker, and then all the Boy Genius stuff. That's like been a Boy Genius EP is like very unbelievable. Good. I so, so good. openly wept the first time I heard Catch yeah. Him Idaho. Yeah. I was like, they get it. <laughs> they get what they get it. <laughs> yeah. And then also we had the, the BB cover coming out. So I was just like, oh, I hope yeah. now people I saw today that Twitter was saying that since we covered funeral, can Phoebe cover Otis and Carl? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I want to say Phoebe, Phoebe, I know you're listening <laughs> as a fellow LA artist. Can you please cover our song for us? <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, it's been kind of cool watching that spread far and wide this past couple of days. Like, and, like I feel uh, so cheesy then, though, no, getting no, a lot the, of love for a cover. I feel so dumb. But it's, I mean, a, it's no, for a good I cause. Think, I don't think you should. A, it's for a good cause. It's not like you've just it's gone for out a cause. Like, yeah, yeah, we didn't fucking just put it out like make us popular. And then it's not like she's a cheesy artist to cover. Do you know what I mean? You yeah, know? no, like, she's she's one of our favorite artists, and she's also. She's wickedly talented, and she's she's not Beyonce. Yeah, which helps. And I think everyone's picked up on the fact that, like, it's it's taken the, the. There's a lot of outlets that have picked up on it that maybe haven't covered you before, and have yes. gone like, so cool. this band has like lifted this cover, like lifted this song up to like a new We've level. Suddenly and- become a cool band because yeah. we covered a cool song. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. We're not cool uh yeah no it was great we definitely made it our own thing but we got to pay homage to it i mean i love the song it's funny because when we first when i first played the chorus so like the way we did it we all got into the studio and like our label uncle i'm here in europe and like hey we want to cover a song for this for the sea shepherd compilation can you uh can you send us a cover and i was like cool i don't know what we're gonna cover so we got in the studio i was like hey let's do funeral and everybody's like, okay, do you know it? And I was like, I remember it. And so we, we recorded it like from memory, uh, which is really fun. I think I flub a few lyrics in it because of that, but it was fun to like, just get in there and do it from memory. And so like, it was a very fun process and we managed to like treat it like our own song. And when I first played the chorus for everybody, they're like, that just sounds like one of our songs. Sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am so sad that I didn't write that chorus because it would fit so well with everything else we've done. So, yeah, we're Good. just going to rip off Phoebe Richards from now. Yeah, on. perfect. That's... Sounds great. So, the rest of the UK tour, where are you hitting up? That's a good question. Where I haven't slept in 30 yeah, hours um, now. Well, like, uh, um, should we end on a. On a no, no, I, I know. I know no, where no, we're no, going. No, no, Listen, but... London, Brighton, Manchester, Nottingham, Norwich. Oh, you are going to Norwich. We're going to Norwich. You're going to Newcastle as well. Newcastle, Leeds, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, 
I already said Manchester. Uh, Milton Keynes. You do Milton Keynes? Yeah. Crawford Arms. The world of Rambo. Going to the Crawford Arms. It's the the closest thing to America we have in the UK. Milton Keynes. It's like just Just random. It's a grid system. Hell yeah. I'm ready to party. Yeah. Uh, Did I miss any dates? And then we're doing some mainland Europe dates as well. So like uh, Hamburg, Berlin, Antwerp, which Gregory's thrown. Uh, Trier. Cologne. 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 Um, Cologne's good for a Sunday. I wouldn't give it more than that, though. <laughs> Damn, dude. Oh, we're, promoting, we're promoting our tour, and you're just going to come and oh, shit all I over Cologne. Ga- and if they're not playing on a Sunday, then they're I saw, yeah. ga- I saw Gaslight and Dave Howes there on a Sunday. That was right. We played there on, like, a fucking thursday with iron Sheik and it was the best show it was so much fun well, what do i fucking know yeah, yeah you yeah, went to see yeah. gaslight anthem and like <laughs> brian Sunday. fanner just talked for two hours this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. song yeah, no, yeah he doesn't have that weird of a voice he, he's a f- he thinks he's funny doesn't he no yeah. I, I don't know what he thinks he is i like brian fowler we're we gonna start talking shit no no like no, him, no we're all big we're all big we are all big he's just uh he got a bit precious on stage, which was really weird. And German people didn't understand it. <laughs> well, let's. That's a hard thing, though. Like, one of my. One of the hardest things is I say a lot of really stupid shit where I put myself and other people down while we're playing. Right. It's like who I am, you know? So, like, if I fuck up, I'll make fun of it. Um, and. And it's not just German people. Like when English is not your first language, and I tell a self-deprecating joke, you just look at me like I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) What are you talking about? So I've actually like I've stopped talking during European shows because every time I say something, it's just fucking just the crowd going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What are you saying? The thing the thing Brian Fallon did wasn't self-deprecating no. it, was just, it was just weird it was just a bit like the other end of it. yeah and it, it just it was it was ve- that's, that's the other one, end of self-deprecating one, that's why one from brian fallon these days it was to do with an iphone camera thing and no. oh did he yell at somebody for filming him no he was like do you guys know oh, i won't get that do you guys know how to do the thing where you make your, your phone phone flashes loads of time and he's like and everyone was like, no, you do that. And he's like, come on, it's like the eighth generation of the iPhone. You must know how to do that. And no, no, no one said anything. And then some guy just whistled because there was no noise. Hang on, what? He wanted like a strobe effect. The, yeah, he wanted a strobe oh, effect. I was, uh, I got to go see Drake at a forum in LA. Is our buddy Dave, who got us the Micro podcast, oh, yeah. is Drake's projectionist. Um, be Sorry, let me just drop that name real quick. Uh, just, actually, he just got a Meta- he just got a Metallica, tour, which is even crazier. I hope I hope he gets me into that. So we got like we got like backstage passes to Drake. It was cool, but uh, it was actually wild. Uh, but like during it wasn't even Drake. I think it was Migos. They like have everybody put their phone like turn on their flashlights on their phones and like fucking like flash them and do shit i don't know what they did exactly but when 40 or not 40 but like when twenty thousand people do that yeah. it's crazy <laughs> it's why like i have never wanted to be a famous musician more than watching fucking <laughs> watching, migos. Migos. watching migos get people to pull out their fucking phone during bad and bougie and then you watched migos doing couple karaoke with <laughs> no so here's the fucking worst part this is my one critique i'll give it 
of that show, Drake, midway through his set, is like, I need a break. Instead of taking intermission, Migos just comes out and performs six fucking songs. Well, even though he was I, support. Even, even though they're support. Like, I didn't come to the Drake show to watch six Migos songs. Like, I intentionally showed up late to not watch. I, I wanted to see Bad and Bougie and then watch Drake. Yeah. So when they performed six songs, I was like, this is obnoxious. But that's... <laughs> I've just veered off into stuff. It's not... It's only relatable to me. Shit. Shit. But you can come watch some, like, UK grime shows while you're over here. You enjoy, cool. enjoy that. Are streets still performing? Uh, yeah. They reformed like a fucking. Yeah, a Do they really? Oh, man. Yeah, original pirate material. Original pirate material. Hands down, one of my favorite albums of all time. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, they reformed like about three months ago, and they sold out Brixton Academy two nights in a row. They they sold the most beer Brixton Academy's ever sold, or something. Like yeah. That. I just remember when I realized that pranging out was doing cocaine. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah dude, man. Did the, did the streets kind of translate over to the US at all? Yeah, Grando Come For Free was like huge. Really? Yeah, I, I mean huge in the world that I grew up in. Really? Yeah. Do you know who Gail Porter is? Like that line, like no. <laughs> sit and play PlayStation, <laughs> talk about how fit Gail Porter is. No. I would have been like, who's Gail Porter? No, it doesn't. It doesn't all. It doesn't all translate. But we get the, we get the idea. Like it's amazing. You know. I thought he was just UK. I remember I get I I, I kind of I work and I did on um South by South Wales. I did that. Yeah, did he? Yeah. I work on um like I do kind of Spotify related marketing stuff, and I did an, a, a training event uh, for a bunch of record labels. And at the end of the like the event, I did Q and A, and this one guy kept putting up his hand to ask questions at the end of the thing, and I was like. That's fucking. That's fucking Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner. Street. Mike Skinner from the streets was like he'd left the major label I world. I asked that as a joke. No, but you're serious. Mike Skinner, yeah, and he's an absolute dude. Like runs everything he does. Like looks after himself. Puts out all his own records. Releases a bunch of small UK <laughs> grime rappers. Like he's a he's a fucking hero. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Do you have his address? Let's go say hi. Let's go see Mike. I kind of kind of know where he lives. Yeah. Well, you you did up someone from the XX's house, right? Yeah, but wait, what's your favorite street song? Blinded by the lights. Yeah, that's mine. Snap. I was gonna say that like it was a hot take, but I guess it's not. <laughs> After, like, no, the, yeah, the swelling so synth, good. and it just makes you want to do pills. Don't ever listen to that song while you're on drugs. I think yeah, it's, I it's terrifying. So, like after that that training event, I then. I got to chat to him and I was like, I DJ'd once in my student union night and I accidentally played Blinded by the Lights twice in a row and everyone lost their fucking mind. It was great. And he was like, I'm so happy. He was like, I'm so happy. It's terrifying. I like the um, original part of the show. It was like, blink, 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 smell like a... That's not a real song. (laughs) No, it is. T- drinking too much brandy, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good song. And it's the, the, so when you're in Birmingham, you know the first song where he talks about fighters in the ball ring? Yeah. The ball ring is the shopping centre in Birmingham. It's called the ball ring, which is where he's from. Okay. So, like, you could you could probably go around like, bits of Birmingham. Am I going to Birmingham Yeah, you're going to Birmingham. Am I? Yeah, you said you were going to Birmingham. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm sure you did. I said right? Nottingham. Ah, oh, they're close enough. You get like take a stop to Birmingham. Gregory, are we going to Birmingham on this tour? We are now. No, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna take. We're, we're all gonna You're take. You're giving me a random streets trivia that I can't even put into play. We're gonna go on a random streets trivia tour of Birmingham on your day off. 
Spanish. Anyway, hey, listen, Mike, I got Mike Skinner, <laughs> Spanish love songs would love to tour with you in 2019. <laughs> You're hearing it first, right here. He'd probably be up for that. <laughs> for that, for those on YouTube who can't see, he's talking into the microphone. I'm talking. I'm getting serious into the microphone, just for kind of praying. Dylan, uh, she, I let's, think we're probably yeah, like we've taken up enough of your evening. Now. <laughs> like, listen, I went from that's that's my phone. That's how, I don't even know what phones mine anymore. I went from twenty eight. I'm at thirty hours now. You're at thirty hours of no sleep, hours. mate. You've absolutely fucking like been a pleasure to have on the podcast. Yeah. Like, Here's some cocaine. So <laughs> we're, gonna, we're all going to do some cocaine now. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> We're gonna go hang out with Mike Skinner. And here's sixty hours. All right, thank you. Uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be back for our next. <laughs> I one. can't tell if you guys are joking. I'm scared and intrigued. <laughs> you guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next Spanish love songs album. It's a co-fueled masterpiece set in about Stratford. a blind, deaf, and erectile dysfunctional man. He loves sin. Who can't get it up. Because of all the coke he does. And he's great at Fortnite. <laughs> he's great at Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, well, thank Play- you for uh, c- coming over. Yeah, thank you guys yeah, for thanks, buddy. Thanks for letting me have delusions on your, on your podcast. No, you no right problem right anytime, man. I don't know what's happening. Ramo in the main room. People keep pushing me, though. No reception on the phone. And I'm thinking... Lights are blinding my eyes. They said they'd be here, they said. They said in the corner... And I'm thinking, people pushing.